Who's enjoying the cold mornings? I'm loving it. These frosts, man. I've never seen a frost in Port Lincoln. Last, last two mornings, there's been a frost. I haven't seen, I've been here for 10 years, never seen one. Reminds me of the Adelaide Hills, so back where I come from. Um, all right. This morning, we're, just gonna, we're gonna look at, uh, if you turn to your Bibles to Ezekiel 30, chapter 37, verse 1 to 10 in your Bibles. And uh, welcome if you're new to One Heart this morning. It's great to have you, great to have you here this morning. You can see a few new faces around, so that's, that's awesome. Now in this, in, this cha- in this part of the Bible, it's a fairly, um, fairly well-known part of the Bible. Um, just let me know when you've got it. Just say, I've got it. Got it? One person's got it. Anyone else got it? Ezekiel chapter 37, verse 1 to 10. All right, it says, The hand of the Lord was on me, and he brought me out by the Spirit of the Lord and set me in the middle of a valley. It was full of bones. He led me back and forth among them, and I saw a great many bones on the floor of the valley. Bones that were very dry. He asked me, Son of man, can these bones live? I said, Sovereign Lord, you alone know. Then he said to me, Prophesy to these bones and say to them, Dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. This is what the Sovereign Lord says to these bones. I will make breath enter you and you will come to life. I will attach tendons to you and make flesh come upon you and cover you with skin. I will put breath in you and you will come to life. Then you will know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied as I was commanded. And as I was prophesying, there was a noise, a rattling sound, and the bones came together, bone to bone. I looked and tendons and flesh appeared on them and skin covered them, but there was no breath in them. Then he said to me, prophesy to the breath, prophesy, son of man, and say to it, this is what the sovereign Lord says, come, breathe from the four winds, and breathe into these slain, that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded me, and breath entered them. They came to life and stood up on their feet, a vast army. What an incredible uh, event this was, to see this happening, to see this vision of these dry bones in the valley and the Spirit of God bringing them together. They're just dead, dry bones, dead for years. And suddenly this, he prophesies in this rattling sound and they start to move together. They start to link together the bones and then these tendons start joining these bones together. It would have been pretty gruesome to watch, I reckon. Then there's flesh starting to grow on on these bones and then the skin comes on them. And then they stand up and then he prophesies again and he, and they prophesies breath into them and come awake and alive. And this vast army starts to move forward for the Lord. 
And so this, what, what we're going to talk about today, this verse doesn't seem to link in, but it, it does in, in the end. And so let's just bow our heads for a moment and pray. Father, we just pray that your word this morning, Jesus, we want to look to you. Lord, we want your name to be lifted up. You're our salvation. You're the only spring of living water in a dry and weary land. Lord, you are the one that sustains us. You are the one that strengthens us. You are the one that lifts us up. Lord, we, we don't have the strength in ourselves, but you can supply it. Jesus, we just acknowledge that today and pray that your name would be lifted up this morning. Amen. Freedom from apathy. There's a, it, it's, a, it's, a, it's a problem for us all. I think we all struggle with it at times. An ap- apathy towards, towards God, towards the Christian life, towards what God is doing in the world. And just this morning, just to show our hands, this is a genuine question. Put your hand up if you want to live out the fullness of God's will for your life. Just raise your hand. You can be honest. If you don't want to raise your hand, don't raise it. Yep, so that's the majority of us. Now, hang on. Sorry, keep your hands raised. Now, put your hand down if you believe that you're walking in the fullness of God's potential and plan for your life. Oh, sorry, hang on. Put your hand... What did I say then? Oh, I marked it up. Put your, keep your hand up, that's it, if you believe that you're walking in the fullness and the, all the potential that God has for your life. I'm putting my hand down, but you can keep it up if you think, if you think so. Don't let me persuade you. Okay, so there's not, no, one, no one has their hand up right now. So it's safe to say that everybody here believes that they have more potential in God. Everybody here believes that God has a plan for your life and that you're not fully living out that plan and I'm, I'm exactly the same but no doubt we want to we, we showed that at the start we all want to live out that fullness see the Christian walk isn't supposed to be a dull boring walk a, a, a lifeless walk it's supposed to be full of life there's supposed to be uh, anticipation of what God is going to do next in my life, what he's going to use me to do, how he's going to change my life. And I went to, um, in 2005, not long after I became a Christian, me and a few mates drove over from Adelaide to Melbourne to, to this conference, uh, David and Gary Wilkerson in Melbourne. And, um, and, and uh, before the conference, they, they, he said, look, we've got a team of people praying back in the USA, they were from the United States. He said, we've got a team of people praying into this conference, into this event, into this nation. And he said, the word that's coming to me, they keep coming back with the word apathy. They can't get rid of it. Apathy in, in the nation of Australia in regard to the things of God. And I think that still applies. To, even to this day, even seven years, however long later it is, what's that, 12 years later, it still applies. There's, a, there's an apathy to the things of God. And I don't want to live that way. 
And I, I know that none of us do. We don't enjoy living that way. Apathy is basically, it, it says, a lack of interest, enthusiasm or concern, indifference, lack of interest, uninterested, response, unresponsive, passive, detached, lack of involvement, coolness, listless, lethargic, boredom, mopery. Who wants to live that sort of a, a life? I don't, I don't want to live that sort of life. And the opposite to that is enthusiasm, interest, passion, engagement. And so freedom from apathy If, you're living, if you want to live out the will of God for your life, there's something that um, I've just been, it's just been becoming more real to me lately that God has been just speaking into my, my life about demystifying the will of God, how to find the will of God for your life and walk in the will of God for your life. Because for, I, I, I remember for many, many years as a Christian, I would just be asking God what's your will for my life show me your will just tell me tell me what it is that I can walk in it and, and years and years this goes on that I walk in it and that's there's nothing wrong with that there's nothing wrong with it that's a good thing to ask God to speak into your life and tell you where he wants you to go what he wants you to do but there's there can become an overemphasis on that side of finding the will of God it's it's great to fast or pray or, or ask God seek God for these things but when there's an overemphasis that's when it gets it gets uh it's it's not right you see there, there's there should be a major emphasis on becoming the person that God wants you to be him changing you into the person with the character, the, you know, the Holy Spirit, what he builds you into, that you can walk in what he has for you. Because if, you do, if we don't grow into, if we don't take steps and grow into the next stage of our life, then we're effectively putting his plan on hold. Because he's saying, when, when, when Michael stepped, changes when his character changes when whatever changes when any of us then then they're ready for this it says he has good uh, plans for us plans to prosper us uh, for a hope and a future so God's got these plans he's looking at these plans for your life he's going I've got this planned and 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 this planned it's all there and now if, if once, once, I'll use myself as an example, once Michael goes to this, this stage, then I'll kick in that part of the plan for his life because he's ready for it because he won't take into something that you're not ready for. And so here's the key verse for, for, for walking, a key verse for walking in the will of God for your life or... Um, yeah, walking in the will of God for your life, and it's it's a funny verse. It's it's not what you might expect, but it is key. It is absolutely key verse. Proverbs thirteen four. 
The soul of the sluggard desireth and has nothing, but the soul of the diligent shall be made fat. Hey? <laughs> now you think, you think that's a pretty heavy verse. That, what's that got to do with walking in the will of God for your life? But who wants to be made fat? I want to be made fat. I can't put on weight, no matter how much I eat. I can't. I can't. Um, anyway, made fat. It means, it means that your soul is, is fat. You're satisfied with your life. And, so, and, and we, can be, um, we can be desiring and earnestly wanting, God, I want to see your plan outworked in my life. I desire it. I want it. But then at the same time, we don't put anything into place. We're not seeking God for the strength or, or not developing in prayer or anything in our life or our Bible reading or stepping into new things. And so we desire, but we're left with, without attaining anything. Whereas it says that the soul of the diligent shall be made fat. And... Praying and seeking and f- praying and fasting and seeking God for direction and leading is an important thing. But we've also got to trust that God is more than big enough to lead us and bring us into what he has for our lives at any stage of it. Do you believe that? Whether he tells you or not, he's big enough to do it. If we just set out on the track of I'm going to grow in prayer, I'm going to grow in the word, I'm going to um, serve, I'm going to do this and that, then God will open up the doors. He'll just open up the ways and he'll get, provide opportunities to, to you and I. He just will because he doesn't leave people uh, on the bench that are, that, that are ready to play. He just doesn't. He, he, he utilizes people. He has no problem in leading us and speaking to us and guiding us. He set up a burning bush for Moses in the outback of the desert when Moses was watching sheep this burning bush comes aflame God speaks to Moses out of this burning bush Samuel was um, Samuel was you know he wasn't even looking for the voice of God he wasn't even asking for the voice of God and God speaks to him and he doesn't even recognize it the voice of God in in jo- Joseph was given a dream by God about his future see God can speak to us at any time. He could speak to unsaved people. There's no, you know, he could speak to us at any time. And in, in my life, I've had times when, um, when there's been big decisions, right? And I've had significant decisions to make. And what, what, in those times when I've asked God and prayed and asked God for, for his guidance, then he's provided it. Clearly, at times he hasn't. And I've just had to walk by faith. But he, he'll, he'll do that. He can speak to us all. There's no problem in that. La- last week, last Sunday, before church, um, he's, he's, he's leading and guiding even in the smallest of ways. I, I was, um, just before church, I was, I've got this devotional book that I use. Called, it's just called Face to Face. It's like the scriptures, you just, it's just translated into a prayer, basically. Some of the scriptures. 
And I always use it lately. Every morning I'll grab this book, this devotional book. And this morning I got out the door and I, and I left it inside and I thought, oh, well, I'll go back and get it. I thought, nah, I won't. I won't. I won't this time. One time out of hardly, hardly ever. And so went just drove up the hill to pray for a bit and this, I just used this other one on this tablet. And the verse that came up was uh, exactly the verse that Pastor Rob had his, preached his sermon on. That, that very morning, about um, when they're bringing offerings for the building of the tabernacle and the temple. And, and I got to church and Pastor Rob, this is his verse for, for the freedom to give about the temple and the, the exact verse. Now you could say, oh, that's just a coincidence, you know, it just happens. Well, I, I believe it's probably more difficult for that to be a coincidence than for God, the fact that God leads and guides in all the, even those little areas. And so if we focus on getting ourselves trained up and changing and growing and focusing on Jesus and cleaving to him and relying on him, God has no no problem opening up opportunities and things for us to do. In in 2 Timothy, chapter 2, 20 to 22, it says, In a large house there are articles not only of gold and silver, but also of wood and clay. Some are for special purpose, some are for common use. Those who cleanse themselves from the latter will be instruments for special purposes, made wholly useful for the master, prepared to do any good work. So completing the fullness of the will of God for our life and fulfilling our potential relies a lot on us growing into the stature of it. Um, and here in here in um, in Hebrews five eleven, we have much to say about this, but it is hard to make it clear to you because you no longer try to understand. In fact, though by this time you ought to be teachers, and it goes on. By this time you ought to be teachers. So Paul, the Apostle Paul was saying to this church, "There's a lot more here that we want to give to you." for you to, to walk in. But, you know, by this time, there was a, there'd been a span of time, he's saying, by this time you could have been teachers. You could, have, you could have stepped into more of what God had for your life. But because you haven't grown or changed in certain areas and ways, you haven't grown into that yet. That, that's what he's saying. He's saying there's, it's, it's, it's all up to God. I understand that. It's God's strength. It's God's power. But we have to seek him for it and ask him for it and, 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 and that he would grow us into the people that he wants us to be by his power working in us. And, and then we can step into more of what God has for our life. And then it says, but you know, sometimes it's, I don't know about you, but sometimes it's, one of the hardest things to believe that you can change or grow in certain areas. Sometimes it's one of the hardest things to believe that we can change. We can grow into what God has called us to do. It, it's, just, it's just hard sometimes. In Mark, there was a story, or an event actually, when Jesus was... Um, 
this man come up to him. I'll just read out the story. It says, as Jesus started on his way, a man ran up to him and fell on his knees before him. Good teacher, he asked, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Why do you call me good, Jesus answered. No one is good except God alone. You know the commandments. You shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not give false testimony. You shall not defraud, honor your mother and father. Teacher, he declared, all these I have kept since I was a boy. Jesus looked at him and loved him. One thing you lack, he said, go sell everything you have and give to the poor and you have treasure in heaven. Then come, follow me. At this, the man's face fell. He went away sad because he had great wealth. Jesus looked around and said to his disciples, how hard it is for the rich to enter the kingdom of God. The disciples were amazed at his words, but Jesus said again, children, how hard it is to enter the kingdom of God. It's easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for someone who is rich to enter the kingdom of God. The disciples were amazed and said to each other, who then can be saved? Jesus looked at them and said, with man, this is impossible, but not with God. All things are possible with God. All things are possible with God. So this, this young man comes to Jesus. He wants to step. This is actually a point of salvation for this young man. But it, it relates to discipleship as well. After, you've, after salvation. Salvation is a free gift. But discipleship costs us. Costs everything that we have. Salvation is totally and utterly free. Jesus Christ died for our sins. Um, we repent and turn to him. And we're saved. But discipleship costs. And, 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 and paying that cost is not easy. We, it's, it's hard. It's difficult. We don't, want, we don't naturally want to pay that cost. And, and this young man, in his own strength, he's, he's done what he can for God. But then Jesus says, would you give up? Would you come and follow me? Would you give up everything? And he can't do it. He doesn't have the, the power or ability to do that. And he walks away sad. But I just wonder if he, if he had said, Jesus, I can't. I wonder if he'd been honest and said, look, I thought I was doing right with God. I thought I was the man that God wanted me to be, but I'm not. And I can't get rid of this. I can't give up this money. Would you help me? I wonder if he humbled himself and fell on his knees. Jesus maybe would have prayed for him and he may have been released from that. And he could have walked with Jesus. Maybe he did later on. Who knows? But there is a, the, you know, we're, unable, we're not willing and unable to pay the cost in our own strength. All things are possible with God. If we have faith in and trust in and rely on and cleave to God. See, that word faith, the word faith means, doesn't just mean belief as in, um, as in, I just believe in God the word believe means to trust in to to rely on to have faith in God it means to cleave to him faith means I'm cleaving to God I'm turning and I'm cleaving to God in my life and he and he's going to change me faith isn't just I believe that Jesus is God because it says the demons believe that there's the faith is the action of I'm going to unite myself with God and he's going to do for me, what I can't do for myself. In, in 1 Timothy 4.15, be diligent in these matters. Give yourself wholly to them so that everyone may see your progress. 
So if we give ourselves diligently to these matters, give ourselves wholly to them, it, people will see progress. And I, you know, it's, I get disheartened in my own life at my own progress, as I know probably a lot of you do. You can get disheartened, you think. But if, you, if there is progress, if you can see, well, from, from six months ago, I, there has been change. Even if it's been a little bit or it's been slow, there's been change. Then that can be an encouragement to you that I am changing, there is progress. I'm not just standing still. And this, where it says be diligent, diligence isn't a very exciting word. It's not. See, this, the sort of, this sort of, um, this sort of uh, message, I suppose, is more a, a, a long-term message. It's more a five-year, ten-year message. Where do, where do you want to be in five or ten years? Because with diligence, we'll, we'll make progress. If we, um, you know, what was the first verse? The slugger desires but gets nothing, but the um, diligent heart is fully satisfied or made fat. See, if we have diligence over the next five, ten years, then we'll have progress, we'll be made fat. We'll grow into, into bigger people. And, you know, in Pentecost, we all, we love the dunamis power, and I, I do too. I love the instant change of God. He does radical change, deliverances and freedoms. There's also this other part of our faith, of the diligence part of growing into what God has, has wants for our life. And this morning, if you're, if you're feeling unmotivated and, and um, unfit, I suppose, you we just have to start, just have to start with something. And, you know, it's probably a mistake to think, go home today and think, right, I'm going to pray and fast for six hours today, tomorrow, the next day. I'm going to read my Bible for another couple of hours. I'm going to, you know, it's like saying, if, if there was this guy um, I saw a while ago, he was this Mexican guy, he was the largest man on earth, the biggest man on earth. And he was, he couldn't, he could, literally couldn't move. He was in the back of this flatbed truck and he couldn't move at all. He was just ginormous. And, and he couldn't do anything. And you, in the, spiritually, I guess, you might feel that way today. You might think, I can't do anything. I don't have the motivation. I don't have the desire. Well, just, just start. Just ask God. Just a few simple prayers. God, give me the desire. Start to stir my heart afresh. Start to breathe on me afresh. Just see those bones starting to rattle and move and, and come together. Because, um, you know, that guy, that, that man, that fattest, the largest man on earth, he wouldn't, if he, if he said, right, I'm going to run a marathon next week, forget it. He, he would never have done it. But if, he, if he'd said, right, I'm going to lift my legs next week, 10 times a day, he could do that. And then if he kept going, he would have, he would have worked, worked himself back to, to uh, fitness. The reason we get bored and apathetic with our Christian life, with seeking and saving the lost, or even with your job, your, ch your church, uh, church life or schooling, or wife or husband, is not because any of these things are of themselves boring or mundane, but because we lack diligence in them. 
See, diligence is, is an awesome thing because it, it, it creates excitement in whatever environment you're in. When, when you have that, uh, that fitness, I suppose, building up, then you start to get more diligent in your spiritual life. You start to get a lot, you start to get more energy, even in the physical. If, when, you, when you exercise, you get more energy, you get more vitality. It stirs up those hormones that, that make you feel good. It's the same spiritually. You start to get active. You start to get involved. Then suddenly this apathy that's like a cloud over you starts to lift. You start to think, hang on a minute, God has got a plan for my life. God, God wants me to use me in this area and that area. And, and, and he has incredible potential locked up within me. And we all have incredible potential locked up within us this morning. When I was, when I was um, a little bit younger, we, we, I was playing footy for, uh, up at Nan, and we got, a few of us got chosen in the Hills region to play for the uh, Sturt under-17s. And so we'd travel down in this car every week for training to the Sturt under-17s. And... We, we, we didn't really apply ourselves, let's put it that way. We were a bit, we were a bit lazy, we just sort of mucked around and, you know, we'd try these, instead of kicking for goals, sometimes we'd try and see who could do the best floater, you know, see who could get the ball to float around the best and this sort of thing. And, but we all had great skill as footballers, us guys that would drive down every week, we had great skill, but none of us in that car that drove down every week, made it to, to play league football. None of us. But there was this guy there at, at uh, training, and we used to make fun of him a bit because he was a bit unco. He, he, his kicking style was, it wasn't a great, he didn't have a good action. It was a bit sort of, you know, straight-legged sort of thing. And, you know, he was a big guy. And, but you know what? Guess what? That guy played league football for about five years, I used to watch him on TV. And you know what? He was the most diligent guy. He would get to training on time. He'd listen to the coaches. He, he would listen to the skills coach and how to kick better. And he never got a, a, a great skillful kick on him, but he, he got good enough to be able to kick well. He could mark well. And this guy made it. And you know what? I missed my opportunity there. But I thank God that I've got a second chance in something that's much bigger than play, playing league football. I've got a second chance. And, and, and Jesus has given me a second chance in my life. And I've got the opportunity to be picked to play for the league or the football or something, not in football, in, in God's house or his plan. And so if I, if I remember, that, if I remember that, that story, what happened to me, if, if I remember that and I do what that guy did and be diligent, stay close to the coach, stay close to Jesus and, and put in what's required to develop your skills, your giftings, whatever, then I'll get picked. Because, uh, you know, it says, as we read earlier, there's some pots for common use, some for um, other uses. And... I, I, I want to be used for that, and I know you do. You want to be used for the master, for his, his good works that he's prepared for us. And, uh, you know, I, I'm not satisfied with where I'm at at all, and I'm, not, I'm sure no one is here. 
Um, I know I can't do it in my own strength, strength, but Jesus Christ can do it. And if I, if I cleave to him, if I, if I keep asking him, if I keep seeking and knocking and doing the best I can, then he will take me through. We're not going to get it perfect, but we will grow and we will change. And he will give us other things to do. See, if you want to step into what God has for your life, in one sense, it's all up to God. In another sense, it's all up to you. It's, it's, it's both, both of us. So let's, you know, why not start now? If you're thinking, if you're thinking, well, the past five, ten years, I haven't really, I haven't really applied myself to my faith. I haven't really done what I could have done. I, I, ha- I have been a bit, bit sluggish, I suppose. If you're thinking that today, then you can always just start now. You can just start afresh now. And just start with, just I'm going to read my Bible each morning for five minutes. I'm going to pray for five minutes. I'm going to pray in my car on the way to work or whatever. You can just start and start to build that in your life. And over time, over the years, you'll see the plan of God unfolding more and more as you grow and develop in, in God. In, as I mentioned earlier, in, in Jeremiah 29... For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. And another verse here in Ephesians 2.10. For we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. So God has a plan. He has a plan on the, on the table and he's looking at it for you and I. He's got good works prepared in advance for us. They're all ready. It's all prepared. It's all on his table. And he's just saying, what steps will you take? Will, will, you, will you ask me for the strength? Will you, will you pray? Will you seek me? Will you ask and seek and knock? Because I want these plans to be fulfilled for you. But, but it's, it's going to take you to engage in it. It's going to take you to engage with me. To just say, God, just ask for it. Just want it. Just seek it. And, and find it. And, you know, we could... Man, in this room, I'm just looking at all you guys. And the potential is extraordinary. The potential in this one room is extraordinary. There was 120 disciples in the upper room and they changed their, their known world. And there's, there'd be probably more than 120 here. We're, we're the same as them. They were, they were just common guys, fishermen, whatever, tax collectors, just common guys, you know, working at common jobs. But, but God picked them and he's picked you today. He's picked you and I today. You think, oh, I'm just a common guy. I just work at putting tires on cars or you know I just work down at the fish factory or I just you know I just serve it at Coles on the checkout but he's picked you there's a bigger plan for your life and he wants you to walk in it and so just take the steps it's a it's a rock solid guarantee that it's a rock solid guarantee if you if you start on that diligence if you start 
praying, reading, seeking, then you will grow, you will change, you will lay hold on what God has called you to do. So would you, would you go on that journey with us today? I'll just get the music team up. We'll, you know, we just have to grow into them more and more. Have you ever thought, you know, when I was, in, in, when I was playing for Sturt under 17s, I always used to crave, I always used to want to play league and get picked for the reserves or league. I always wanted to. It was a desire that I had. And I think, why haven't they picked me yet? I've got the skills. Why, why haven't I been picked to play in, in reserves or league yet? And I didn't even see, it didn't even cross my mind that I wasn't applying myself properly. I, I wasn't, I wasn't, I wasn't trained, I wasn't doing the training. I wasn't, I wasn't engaged enough, but I was desiring, but I, but I had nothing. But if I had been diligent in those days, I would have played reserves in league. I have no doubt about it. If, I was, if I'd have been diligent, I would have been made fat. I would have, I would have got the desire that I had desired for. And it's the same with us today. You might be wanting more in God or why haven't I been picked to do this or that or the other. But if you apply yourself, if you engage yourself, then in the future you will be. There's no doubt about that and your soul will be made fat. It'll be God has used me to do this. God has, has picked me to, to do this job for him. God has, God has changed me into the man that I always wanted to be. Or the woman that I always wanted to be. And you know, in that, in that valley, why don't we all stand this morning as we... Just worship a bit more. In the valley of dry bones, there was a process. There was a process of um, you know when he looked upon those bones they were all scattered they were dead there was no life in them at all but in that in what he saw there was a process it wasn't just dead bones bang they're just human beings there living and breathing he watched this process happen these bones they were just dead and he just saw them shake a bit just saw them rattle a bit just saw them start to move toward each other and connect and the, and the sinews to come on and that whole process of the flesh coming on, the skin and then suddenly the breath coming into them and this morning if you're, you're thinking well I'm feeling dead, I'm feeling dry as Bethany was saying earlier then just we're going we're gonna, to in a minute play, play through a song and if you're feeling that way we're going to invite you to come up to the front here and we're going to pray with you. And we're going to pray that the Spirit of God would start to breathe on those dry bones again. That you would start to feel that rattle in your life again. That rattle of something coming together. That life starting to build again. And if you're feeling that, if you're feeling apathy, you're feeling, I can't be bothered. I, I, I'm not really that fussed about anything. Well, why don't you... Why don't you respond this morning? We're going to pray with you. Um, Pastor Josh, Pastor Kylie, and myself will pray with you. We're going to believe that that water is going to flow into your life, that that breath is going to flow into your life, and it's going to raise you up 
into all that God has called you to be. As we apply self, as we take that process, as we're diligent in what we do. Um, if this morning, if you if you don't never known Jesus, never known God, and you're like that that uh, young man with his money, or there's something in your life that God is saying, "Hey, I want you to follow me." Would you let that go? Then this morning, if you're in that place of you you don't know Jesus, but you, you hear Him calling you, but there's something that you you can't let go of. Just trust God. Just say, God, I need to let go of that. You're welcome to come forward too. I need to let go of that thing and, 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 and walk with you. That The point of salvation, I need to be saved. I need to know God as my Lord and Savior. Then why don't you come up as well uh, this morning? We're going to pray for people and we're going to believe that God is going to mightily touch your life this morning and also to consider the, the, the process of the, of the next five, ten years of diligence in what God has called you to do. So as we sing, why don't you come forward and we'll pray this morning.